listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the the Hispanic Chamber Connection. This is a radio program that features and promotes members of the Texas Gulf Coast Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. The show is broadcast from Lone Star Community Radio in downtown Conroe. It can be heard at 104.5 and 106.1 FM on the Internet or at IRLoneStar.com. Uh, normally, you could watch us on Facebook Live, but we got a little bit of a, a technical delay there, so the video will be coming soon. Uh, my name is Tom Brody, and I'm the Vice President of Membership for the Chamber. This program is sponsored by the Mail Agency, who is an executive partner in the Chamber and a full-service residential and commercial insurance agency. A quick update on Dr. Carlos Sanchez. He is out of rehab and is resting at home. This has been a long two-month ordeal for Dr. C, and he very much appreciates all of the prayers and support he's been receiving, and we look forward to having him back with us very soon. Um, today's guests, we have two guests, it's C.D. and Margaret Womack. Uh, they are owners of Team Womack Realtors. C.D. and Margaret, how are you guys doing today? Doing good. Yeah, very good. <laughs> yeah, we, we were able to, to sneak out of a Hispanic Chamber meeting and get up here between the rainstorms, so hopefully we're, we're all nice and dry here. So we'll be talking to the Womacks here in, in, a, in a few minutes, but first I want to describe really the purpose of this radio program. The Hispanic Chamber Connection is one of the many benefits of membership in our chamber. So if you're a member and haven't appeared on this radio program, please send me an email to tom at tombrody.biz and we'll get you on the calendar. Um, we've had a great response from all of our members who've been on the, sh- on the show recently. And so we've really filled up. And so that's a great problem to have, but we are booked um, through the first week of June. So if you want to get on this program, please contact me and we'll get you on the schedule. We also have a radio show in Spanish. It's on Thursdays at 10 o'clock on AM station 920, and that's also booked up through May. So definitely you want to get on the radio to actually get your business, um, build your business visibility. And that's one of the things that, that Dr. Carlos always says, that the Hispanic Chamber has four goals in mind for its members. Number one, visibility. Number two, business connections. Three is targeted education. And four is member advocacy. And I can think of no better way to fulfill all those four goals than to have you and your business featured on one of our radio programs. We also have an email newsletter that goes out every week that informing our members and guests about upcoming meetings and events. And if you'd like to be added to the newsletter, or if you're a member and currently aren't receiving the newsletter, please send me an email, tom at tombrody.biz, and we'll get you hooked up. Um, also, if you have any questions that you'd like for us to ask our guests, please text them to me at 713 713- Nine zero six three seven one zero. So, with all that out of the way, CD and Margaret, tell us a little bit about what you guys do. Um, I talk to a lot of people. <laughs> I, I I try to at least, and uh, gosh, that's everything from uh, knocking on doors to telephone calls, uh, emails, and what have you. I'm uh, I joke that I'm the right brain of our organization. I'm the a goofy networker, social butterfly, and uh, anyway, uh, I will ask people about their real estate needs if they're thinking of moving or if they know of someone that might be. And Margaret does what <laughs> I'm very thankful for her doing, uh, dotting the I's and crossing the T's and the detail stuff. And it, we, we've, um, 
found over the years that it's it's like those are two full-time jobs oh absolutely I'm, I'm very thankful that she does the other the left brain stuff okay very <laughs> good so are you guys primarily residential or do you sell commercial real estate as well we have always been residential will probably stay that way okay and i've heard too that one needs to more or less choose one or the other there are a uh, number of realtors who do both, but yeah, we would, we stick to the residential. Okay. Oh, very good. So, mm-hmm. uh, do you specialize in one part of town? I mean, I, I've heard, like you said, realtors say, well, you know, I can, I can work anywhere, <laughs> but I would think that would, you know, make you not as well prepared as someone who's concentrated in one area. We, we've done some deals in the Montrose, helped some clients there in the Montrose area and downtown, uh, Katy and all over. But uh, I've said over the, the last few years that our area is the Northwest Quadrant. Okay. I guess that's east of Katy. And um, so anyway, we, we do have... Uh, we're looking at even sharpening that focus over the years. Oh, wow. Okay. More just the spring and woodlands. That's our focus. Okay. We do, we'll be uh, helping someone, um, a referral I got from Facebook, incidentally. We'll be getting uh, someone, they're not real sure where they're going to be, but we'll help them. Okay. Wherever their job takes them. Right. So uh, it's interesting you mentioned Facebook. Do you get a, l- a lot of leads coming from Facebook? We have had a few. Okay. But this this was a pleasant surprise. But, you know, we're out there. I'm out there. Right. Okay. Well, very good. Um, so what, I, I guess I always ask this of, of people, what convinced you or what guided you to get into, into the business that you're in right now? It's funny uh, that, that you asked that. I... Uh, this is sort of my second lifetime in real estate. My father was a real estate broker, and um, he he wanted one of us to get in. And I, uh, <laughs> over the years, I've been a, a full-time pastor for a number of years, and I liked the people aspect of helping people out. And mm-hmm. now I literally help them out and help them out, in and out, I guess. Yeah. But we, Margaret and I both like the, uh, personal aspect, uh, helping people, especially families. Right. And uh, it's 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 a good work. We enjoy it. Yeah. So you mentioned being a pastor. How long were you that? I was you... that for a number of years, 10, 10 years or more. Wow. And <laughs> in, the, in the Houston area? In uh, Arkansas. Okay. Arkansas and, and Georgia. And okay. pastored wow. some in Georgia as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What brought you guys to Houston? Well, um, I made a very, very good decision to marry my best friend. That's she brought me to Houston. Uh, one of the best decisions ever made. Well, very good, right. very good. So, one of the things I mean, I, I don't, I'm not an expert in, in realtors, but I would think that husband and wife teams are, are not that common in, in real estate, are they? We see some. Uh, there's there's a number. Uh, there was a realtor I knew. He said that uh, he decided he'd rather have a marriage partner than a business partner. <laughs> so it didn't work out so well for them. But Margaret and I complement each other pretty well. With yeah, our, I, and I think uh, that may be the key, <laughs> that because he and I, uh, our strengths are so opposite right. <laughs> that we don't tend to uh, step on each other's toes. 
um, when I'm doing the, as he says, dot and I across the T's um, contracts, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't say, oh, I don't think you should use that form. Ah, yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> he, he, well, because he knows better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't do that. And, you know, with his marketing, etc. Yeah, no, I may give my opinion. But, I mean, he is the, he's the marketing guy. Okay. And so I think, you know, if you have two people, they have equals, you know, they're, they're both strong in the same area. I can't even imagine. I think you would tend to butt heads a lot. Right. That I think that because of our strengths, um, well, and our weaknesses, uh, weakness <laughs> for me would be the marketing part of it. Okay. He feels that. And then, yeah. Mm. So you, you both got kind of know your lanes, right? Right. And you got your keeping your specialty areas and your areas of expertise and that. So the, yeah, you're a, a more adhesive team because there's kind of separation of, of activities. You had talked about the market area and whatnot. She's been telling me for years that I've needed to narrow my focus, but uh, I tend to wander around. Mm. <laughs> and I heard a, a marketing person who spoke with us not long ago talk about an approach that he characterized as uh, spray and pray. Yes. <laughs> and was very scattered. And that's, uh, um, she, Margaret's told me I need to focus a bit more. So right. we are focused more on the spring and the Woodlands area. Okay. Oh, very good. Although we do have clients from all over. Yeah. So what's the best way to reach you guys? Is it phone, text, email? Um, we make every effort. Uh, Margaret and I to answer and correspond in uh, triplicate text, email, and phone calls. Okay. With a lead we got recently, someone said, well, they're millennials, so you want to be sure and text them. And a few years ago, I was saying, why does anybody do that? Why can't they just leave a voicemail? I don't know. But anyway, we we try to communicate in triplicate text, phone, email. But Okay. So what is the best? What, what are some of those things? What's your phone numbers? Uh, oh, good. Our phone number. Mine is 832-876-4454. Okay. And Margaret, I, what's your number? Uh, 713-305-6232. Okay. And these are both your cell phones, right? So That's these correct. Are, okay. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yep. Okay. All right. And you guys got an email address? Yes. Yes, we do. Probably uh, the best one would be our, our team one, and it's uh, Team Womack at uh, R-O-G-E experience.com. Okay. okay. Very good. All right. Well, good. So I, one of the things I've, I've also heard is that um, there are seasons for real estate, and I didn't ever realize that until just recently. So tell, talk to us a little bit about the seasons. Well, uh, people will speak of the market picking up or slowing down, and uh, spring is a time definitely like that in which people are more out and moving about and uh, certainly summer is the last real push to, to to get the kids in the school or school district of their choice right so things do tend to pick up but uh, we have found um, that winter and the holidays uh, it although it allegedly slows down we've been pretty busy yeah I, I think it, statistically it, if you look at uh, at our closings and what have you um september october november are some of our strongest months really and i think some of that well going back to you know is when is a good time 
if you have it priced right and you have it staged well, it's going to sell. Right. It doesn't matter when. Okay. Now, if you're overpriced, you're going to be a little better off in probably a spring market because there's a lot of people looking. Okay. And you just have more people that might come through and look at yeah. it. But, um, you know, it's just... I've heard Margaret say before, if you're overpriced, you're doing some great marketing for other houses in the area. <laughs> you're helping them to sell faster. And that's Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, very good. So when you, I, I guess we're talking about the seasons. There's not a, a, a specific seasons to buy or sell. It's just seasons that people are doing both. I would right. say so. Okay. Yeah. I think okay. people often think that, you know, winter or once you get past uh, the kids are in school. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, nobody's really interested. And, or they think during the holidays, oh, forget it. I'm taking my home off the market. Right. Well, the, the problem there is, you know, if, if there are people moving with children, they're tending, they're going to move during between the semesters. Right. They're going to be looking during the holidays. Okay. And the advantage there is you have less homes on the market because so many people thought exactly that. Oh, I need to take it off the market. Nobody's looking right now. Interesting. So okay. your competition is, is less. Yeah. So, I mean, like I say, I, it's been one of our better times. Okay. Because, uh, you know, yeah, again, you price it right, stage it right, uh, market it right, it's going to sell. Yeah. Okay. Well, very good. So a couple things about your y'all's background. Uh, Margaret, I see that you've obtained the, the certified home stager um, title. Tell us what that means and, and how's, that, how's that help in, a, in selling a house? Uh, well, I, the, the designation is just that I've done the required hours that uh, the certification requires. Mm -hmm. um, and how it, you know, what it helps is when I go in with a, uh, to a, to a potential seller, I'm able to, you know, walk through the rooms with them, tell them what needs to go, what needs to stay. Uh, you know, sometimes that, those are very awkward <laughs> because people <laughs> people are quite proud of some of their stuff. Right. Uh, but you have to explain to them that there's a difference between how people live in a house and how they market a house because it becomes a product right. when when they put it on the market. And so it's no longer you're not you're not living it or you're not presenting it as the way as you live. I mean, let's face it, you know, uh, we don't. Lord, our house would not be ready <laughs> if anybody came in tonight, uh, you know, to market it. I, it would take me time to, right. to make it look like a product. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, it's just a matter of, of helping sellers get it to where it is looking um, you know, to its utmost potential that it will uh, appeal. You know, I try to keep, you know, very up to date on what buyers are looking for. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I'm able to hopefully make, uh, if they may need to make changes, you know, uh, very cost effective changes. People don't want to put a lot of money in a house that they're getting ready to sell. Sure. So, uh, you know, it, it's, that's basically it. If you have a home staged, and, and there's varying amounts of staging. I mean, anywhere from just accessories to you can bring in, you know, furnishings. You know, I mean, there's just, there's a whole gamut. But uh, homes that are staged sell 
and you see a lot of statistics, but anywhere from seven to ten percent more, wow, which really? is a pretty good chunk of change. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and well, faster. I mean, I was saying, you know, fifty percent faster, whatever. Uh, it's it's going to be a quicker sell. Yeah. And I can think of two instances off the cuff in which we followed someone that were they were trying to, to sell their home, and we, uh, Margaret, um, bragging on her, she did her magic and just made some small additions, and the home had an offer very quickly. Wow. And also, she's uh, giving her all the props here. Uh, we we've taken some vacant homes and she's put plants books and stuff and uh, when some people will come in to visit they'll say does someone live here so that's huge we really like to hear that right because a home that's a vacant home won't, won't sell as well because people can't tend to visualize seeing their stuff in there right but uh, market will have just enough stuff in there where uh, people will ask that question. Yeah, because uh, that's what I've heard is very important, mm -hmm. you know, to, to get past somebody else's stuff that that may be such a, a distraction that they can't visualize anything but that stuff. Right. To make it more kind of neutral and, and where they can kind of visualize their stuff in, in place mm -hmm. of the, the items that are there. So, I mean, yeah, it, it does make a huge difference. I remember I sold my house and um, they came in and staged it. And first I was going, what? No. But then I saw the pictures, I was like, it's a different house. I mean, right. it's just amazing how uh -huh. much that, that works. So that's awesome. See, I understand that you have a, a background in conflict negotiations. It sounds <laughs> like that would be very handy in real estate. I felt as if I had a lot of on-the-job training in that regards <laughs> as a pastor. Oh, I bet, yes. Yeah, all kinds of domestic issues and what have you. So I, um, yeah, I, <laughs> uh, we joke about stepping on a landmine. You can do that um, as as a pastor or as a realtor with right. some very personal stuff like that. But uh, yeah, we we do try to stay out of some conflicts like that. And um, yeah, it's it's we yeah it's it's a good thing yeah. negotiating and well and and we, he is he he is by far the better negotiator. Uh, he he is very good at keeping his emotions out of a situation. Okay. Uh, sometimes I have been known to get a little upset with either the other, the seller, the buyer, whoever the other person is, or the other agent. And he's the one who steps in, takes everything out of it, and handles the negotiation very well. And it's a challenge. <laughs> oh, I bet, yeah. I, I was told a number of years ago the biggest mistake realtors make is getting their emotions involved. And it's it's continues to amuse me and amaze me uh, sometimes when professional persons, lender, termite inspector, what have you, they will nearly get in fights. Really? <laughs> and, I, and I've said, you know, we're, you know, we've got to, we're in a very her situation not too long ago and I said okay we we've all got to keep our eyes on the ball which is to sell your house as quickly as possible that's the goal right and we managed to to do that wow okay well we've been talking with with CD and Margaret Womack a husband and wife realtor team um, and when we come back we'll talk about one of the biggest misconceptions about realtors stay with us you don't want to miss this 
A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Does your company have needs that can be met by an employee who is dependable, hardworking, enthusiastic, motivated, cooperative, respectful, and punctual? Conroe Independent School District's Special Education Department can meet your needs by connecting you with potential employees that have been preparing for a lifetime of employment. We have numerous individuals seeking paid and unpaid work experiences. If your company is interested in seeing how we can meet your business needs, call Conroe ISD Special Education Department to find the best employees for you at 936 909-7671. The Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service has been dedicated to educating Texans for over a century. In 1915, the Extension Program was established under the federal Smith-Lever Act to deliver university knowledge and agricultural research findings directly to the people. Ever since, AgriLife Extension Programs have addressed the emerging issues of the day, serving diverse populations across the state. Texans turn to Extension for solutions in horticulture, agriculture, 4-H and youth, and family and consumer sciences. Extension agents respond not only with answers, but also with resources and services that result in significant returns on investment to boost the economy. Join us Fridays at 1 o'clock for the AgriLife Extension Hour. The Hispanic Chamber Connection is sponsored by the ML Insurance Agency. Located at 719 Sawdust Road, Suite 103, The Woodlands, Texas. The ML Agency is a family-owned insurance agency that provides home, life, automobile, and umbrella insurance coverage. Since 2006, the ML Agency has been a bilingual insurance service for businesses and private citizens in the Montgomery County area. For more information on the ML Insurance Agency, please visit the Hispanic Chamber Connection at www.irlonestar.com hcc. The ML Insurance Agency is available by telephone at 832-525-5656 or online www.mlagency.com. The ML Insurance Agency is a sponsor of this program and the Hispanic Chamber Connection thanks you. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Hispanic Chamber Connection. This is a radio program that features and promotes members of the Texas Gulf Coast Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. My name is Tom Brody, and I'm Vice President of Membership for the Chamber. If you have any questions for that you'd like to ask our guests today, please text them to me at 713-906-3710. So as I mentioned before we went to break, we're going to talk about the, the biggest misconceptions about realtors. So I've got two experienced realtors here. So Whoever wants to answer that, please please take take over. I can just recently, the last week, I was talking uh, with someone who was getting their license, and yeah, tell me about it. I said, well, uh, what came to my mind was a broker I had who said, "Are you a real estate agent first, or are you a sales professional?" Mm. And the answer was, "You you are a sales professional first. Okay. And, I think Dr. Carlos at the chamber is all over this, yeah. uh, helping people to network, connect, and he reminds us all that we're, we're sales professional, and right. that's 
that's what I've been, I guess, my whole adult life still is. Yeah. I'd say that's a big misconception. And it's like a lot of, I think Gary Keller even talked about that, that he thought, I think he may have graduated from the prestigious Texas A&M School of Real Estate and he was going to hang his shingle out and all these people would come to him. But then he developed a system where he's calling people the Rolodex mm. and what have you. And that's the, the, I'm sure it's that way in insurance and a lot of things. You have to remind people that you're in business still. Right. I'd say that. And then I'd say some people will say that technology is going to replace us and that kind of thing. I think that technology just streamlines the process. Right. And if anything, I would say technology would make the sales professional more important, not less. Yeah, and I, I think with that is uh, like the shows like on HGTV, mm -hmm. uh, which got nothing against them. I like them. I watch most of them. Uh, but I'm often saying like it doesn't work that way. Right. You know, you don't show three homes and say, okay, choose one. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it, it, it's so I think there's a very big misconception of what actually happens in the process. And, I mean, if anybody's watched any of those, they think, oh, yeah, pretty easy. Right. I was talking with a real estate expert, and I said, man, I don't know what happened. I showed this person. I bet I showed him 50 homes, and he interrupted me. He said, well, that was your first mistake. You showed him 50 homes. <laughs> well, yeah, I, 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 I can relate to that. Yeah, you give somebody too many choices, and they can't decide. Yeah, yeah you, you learn that. Yeah. It, that's, that's a learned <laughs> mistake. Yeah. Don't do that again. Oh, right. Yeah. No, I know. I used to work in scuba retail, and it was the same thing. If you showed someone, you know, six different types of fin, they can't decide because it's just it's too many choices. So you kind of you learn that to narrow them down, and, and then if they want to see more, then you go. But you don't just overwhelm them. At the beginning. <laughs> yeah. So you guys work for Realty One Group, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I've not heard of them before. So tell me a little bit about who they are. Uh, Realty One uh, Group started in California in 2005, so relatively new. Relatively yeah. new compared with some of the ancient ones out there, um, but uh, had a lot of growth. Um, Entrepreneur Magazine. I know. I want to say for the last four years, it's uh, we've been ranked as uh, fastest growing one of the fastest growing companies really franchises because wow. okay. that's what entrepreneur they're dealing with franchise okay. opportunities right uh they've gone from uh well in 2005 to i don't know how many they started with i'm sure just a handful of agents at that point now uh up to what eleven thousand agents wow. across okay. the united states just moved into canada so a, a lot of growth. So they're in every state in the U.S. Uh, I think w up to thirty-five. Okay. There are mm -hmm. still there are still some states I haven't moved into. Okay. I would think Montana and some of those states. Some I mean, of those, I, is, yeah. It's, it's, not too many folks there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm giving Margaret some more chops here. She was vice president of the Women's Council of Realties, Montgomery County area, mm. 
and she just told me we're going to join Realty One. Really? Okay. Because I really like Abby and Jill and, and yeah, our, our, our brokers. Know, and our brokers. Yeah. Okay. It's young. So it, it's um. I mean, we had been with. We're um, the old folks. Well, we? yeah, <laughs> we had been with another very established brokerage, large brokerage, and I mean, we're talking 500 agents in the office. Oh, and wow. uh, mm-hmm. so it really attracted me to get with them as they started. I think I was the fourth agent. He was the mm-hmm. fifth agent. And I think I want to say 97 is the number of agents they have right now. Okay. So they've, they've, that's just in the last two years. Yeah, explosive. Wow. So, okay. so a lot of, lot of growth just. But they're uh, young, young ideas, new ways to approach things. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Fun. Yeah. Good. So uh, you kind of touched on that, but so um, talk about some of the advantages of, of using a realtor from a big firm, or, or in this in this case, a more innovative firm versus an individual realtor. Well, I, you want me to take it? Go ahead. <laughs> well, I I I think that it's not so much important you know, whether it's a big firm or a small firm, I really don't think that makes a big difference. Okay. It, it's the agent themselves. And the big firms even say that, <laughs> yeah. that it's the agent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, very good. So I, I know that, you know, picking a realtor, there's, there's hundreds and thousands of them out there. So for what kind of advice can you give someone who's, who's looking to pick a realtor? Um, is there like specific questions that they should be asking to, to try to gauge a realtor's experience or, you know, see if they're going to be a good fit? <laughs> Certainly ask for some testimonials, which we're happy to give. Okay. Uh, success stories, as it were. Right. Yeah. I would want to know, um, you know, whether, you know, if in particular, if you're selling in a particular area, you know, what's, what's your track record? What, mm. you know, what have you sold in the area? You know, what's the percentage of the price you got for the home? Right. How long did it stay on the market? Uh, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Those, those are real. And then, you know, the other part is just, uh, you know, you're hiring. You know, you interview interview the realtor. Right. Find out if it's a good fit for you. Yeah. Um, the advantage in CD and I, <laughs> we're very different. And there are some clients that really gravitate more to him. Okay. And there's a few who gravitate to me. And and so we feel like we kind of are able to, you know, serve a wide range of people. Sure. That might be turned off because I'm not exactly the most outgoing person. Uh, or they may think he's too much a ham. Don't want to work with him. Talk know? to Margaret. <laughs> you want to talk to yeah. Him. And so, yeah, it works well. Yeah, very good. So who do you think are the most challenging clients, buyers or sellers, and, mm-hmm. and why do you think that? Uh, we, we have had, I, I've many, <laughs> we've heard many realtors over the years say that, oh, it's a real bane to us to deal with an unrealistic seller that won't come off the price Mm. and well there's been 200 showings and nothing yet and uh, that's that's tough and then we've had some buyers that can't decide so those are those are very tough yeah (laughs) Uh, yeah Uh, a buyer who you, you find the perfect house for them two or three times 
I heard a realtor lament that they had spent a tank of gas on a client and they wouldn't decide or backed out. <laughs> mm. So, uh, so what can you guys do to try to help people decide? I mean, if you've got, you know, they, they told you what they wanted and you've, you've checked all the boxes and said, this is exactly what you want. I mean, is there things that you can kind of help them see that, that they're not seeing? Those are magic words there, <laughs> but you said, right. And we, you know, we try to, you know, definitely keep an inventory criteria. I've even drawn a picture. I said, now this looks to me like what you've described as your perfect house, right? Uh, the criteria and even, even done a visual. Wow. Okay. But, um, yeah. And I mean, you know, often, you know, you get them to rank the houses mm -hmm. and you know, well, why is this, why, why is this better than this house? And, um, you know, you always want them to go out with go, you know, go at least with a, a, a base criteria of these are must. These are uh, deal killers. If it's not here, okay. I, I don't want the house. Sure. And then these are, gee, it'd be nice if, you know, if it okay. had a pool right. or if it had an outdoor kitchen. You know, okay. those, those, not a deal killer if it doesn't have it. But, you know, and if you have that, when you do find that house and you can say, well, it's not only got all the things that were 90 percent of the things that, you know, you felt like it had to have. But look at everything it had that were wish, you know, I, I wish it would have. OK. And, and you just, you know, it's a matter of, uh, you know, just going back and saying, OK, this is what you said you wanted and this is where we are. And right. sometimes people really don't know what they want. I think that's a lot of what our job is, is maybe the first step is getting, getting them in the car or whatever and then finding out what they don't want. Right. Well, you said you don't want this, and that's, that's a big starting point. Okay. Oh, very good. And with some sellers who were kind of unrealistic, it's, you know, well, we've had so much time on the market now, and not getting any bites as it were. And I think the market's telling us we need to do a, a price reduction okay. of how, however much. Right. Okay. Well, very good. Well, everyone, we've been talking with CD and Margaret Womack, a husband and wife realtor team. Um, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the perils of buying and selling real estate <laughs> without a realtor. <laughs> I don't want to miss this. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That's Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on the computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. A Lone Star Community Radio. Broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. The Hispanic Chamber Connection is sponsored by the Amel Insurance Agency. Located at 719 Sawdust Road, Suite 103, The Woodlands, Texas. The Amel Agency is a family-owned insurance agency that provides home, life, automobile, and umbrella insurance coverage. Since 2006, the Amel Agency has been a bilingual insurance service for businesses and private citizens in the Montgomery County area. For more information on the Amel Insurance Agency, please visit the Hispanic Chamber Connection at www.irlonestar.com/hcc. 
The Amel Insurance Agency is available by telephone at 832-525-5656 or online www.amelagency.com. The Amel Insurance Agency is a sponsor of this program and the Hispanic Chamber Connection thanks you. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available in Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Hispanic Chamber Connection. This is a radio program that features and promotes members of the Texas Gulf Coast Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. My name is Tom Brody. I'm the Vice President of Membership for the Chamber. Um, if you have any questions you'd like to ask our guests, CD and Margaret Womack, please text them to me at 713-906-3710. As we went to break, we talked about that we were going to discuss the perils of buying and selling real estate without a realtor. So I'm going to turn it over to you guys and tell us why First of all, is it legal to do that in Texas? I know some states you have to have a realtor. Hmm. It certainly is legal so okay. far as I know in Texas. We just picked up, uh, I was talking during the break. I said, we just picked up a FISBO, and Tom looked at me. What? What's a FISBO? Yeah. That is a for sale by owner. We just picked one up, okay. and someone had tried to sell. The statistics I've heard over the years is that about 90% of the people who try to sell a house on their own will wind up calling a realtor <laughs> and margaret what were you telling me about the oh well uh, just an interesting <laughs> that the ceo there's a website called fisbo.com <laughs> and uh you know it's where people list their homes they're able to list them oh wow okay. so people can see them on the internet but uh, he was the ceo and he tried to sell his uh it was a manhattan uh, penthouse and uh of course, he tried to sell it as, uh, you know, a FISBO. Right. And uh, after, I don't know, it was three months or four months, he ended up hiring a realtor. Wow. And the realtor was uh, got him uh, was 8% higher than what he had originally listed it for. Really? So mm. it more than made, I'm, well, I don't know what the commission was because you, you never know commissions. Sure. But, I suspect it more than made up for the commission, and he made a little extra on top of yeah, it. Yeah, I bet. So yeah. that to me, that that's like wow. Okay, uh, you you ended up doing exactly what, what you your, tried to avoid. Yeah. Well, what your website is encouraging, you know, <laughs> people to to go out and do. That's yeah, that's pretty ironic there. So, um, how long does it typically take? Uh, buyers that you've worked with to, to find and purchase a home? I mean, what kind of time are we talking about? Well, don't, again, I'm thinking about what my professional friend said. That was your first mistake, showing them 50 houses. Well, yeah, so right. You don't want to do that. Well, I, I think uh, if you've done a really good job of trying to um, ask a lot of good questions, uh, you know, what did they want to, is commuting the most important? Mm. What are the amenities they want near them, school district, et cetera? If you're able to narrow it down that way, then 
obviously your the amount of homes to choose from is going to be less right. therefore the amount of time you're looking is less but i would say on average you know if you if you're you know this isn't like one time going out one time a week but if you're if you're out a couple times three times a week looking probably two weeks two weeks should okay. do it we try to uh discourage anybody uh, unless there's extenuating circumstances uh just to not look at more than four maybe five homes a time oh, okay because they absolutely run together oh sure and it doesn't matter how many good notes you take it's still it's like wait which one was that you know and unless there's something really unusual about the house you just you you tend to they all blend together right and i've heard stories of some realtors who will so I, I showed 22 homes uh, today or today. over the weekend oh, wow. or something and I just wonder how that's possible well yeah. and and I think we have <laughs> some, we've yeah. done we've shown 10 or 12 and there are times somebody flies in there you know and they're on a very tight schedule you right. don't have a choice yeah you're you're cramming as much as you can into the entire day and then the next day you hit it again if you didn't and then tell anything. them be, tell them about the grand piano <laughs> yeah we had we had a just a lovely couple that they were coming from Denver and she sent me her, you know, what she wanted, how big the house, et cetera, and kind of just an average, kind of wanted a pool. And, but she didn't know if she wanted, he was a pilot, maybe Kingwood, Woodland, mm. something close to the airport. And we start looking, and the first house we walk into, she says, well, there's no place for the grand piano. And you, I'm you, like, well, you didn't tell us about the grand piano. <laughs> oh goodness! Geez, that was kind of an back important. Back to the drawing board. <laughs> yeah. Because you'd be surprised how many homes do not have a spot for a yeah, grand piano. I, I wouldn't think that would be something that a lot of people have access to. So no. You, tell, tell us, you guys, what's the best way to contact you? Phone numbers and all that stuff again. Eight three two eight seven six four four five four. And seven one three three zero five six two three two. Great. Okay, I just want to make sure we got that out there again. Um, and you guys are on the web, too. And what's the web, web address? Uh, Teamwomack.com. Okay, very good. One of the things I want to talk and see, I'm trying to think of what that question was. Um, oh, you're talking about trying to, to show people a lot of different houses. How many clients do you typically work with, like active clients at a time? We would prefer... Uh, limit to about five okay and we might farm out after that if we want to give our top focus and attention to the five okay and, well, and some of that varies that you know mm -hmm. if you have five sellers mm -hmm. and right. you've got them on the market they're not going to take the huge amount of time right that five buyers are going to take sure five buyers are going to be real demanding on your time right even with two of us going in two different directions yeah. so it kind of depends because we do pretty much 50 50 buyers and sellers okay i five is probably that we tended to think that's kind of a magic number for okay. us at, at one time yeah okay well real quick i know that, that harvey was something that really impacted all, all of the houston area um in the areas that you guys are do you, do you see the impact of that lessening or are people still looking for houses that you know to replace the homes that they lost pretty much i think uh, you know we've we've gotten past it okay you know the only place we still see you know where it's a harvey related is that somebody will be selling a house and then you got to do a little research okay you know uh, pull up some information okay uh well it flooded now no. do you want to take the risk uh 
Hmm. Uh, it's the only time it ever flooded was Harvey. You know, uh, you don't have to have flood insurance. Probably be a good idea because yeah. you're in Houston. Right. Um, but that's what we come up to. Okay. Well, very good. Well, guys, we've been talking with, with CD and Margaret Womack, a husband and wife realtor team. Um, and if you're looking to buy or sell a house, please sell, contact them at teamwomack.com. And we will see you guys next week.